For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, it's Marcos Viegas, and today's guest is former super flyweight titleist Andrew Maloney. Hailing from Australia, Maloney has a high-profile fight coming up on August 14th against Joshua Franco and a chance to get his belt back. The two have fought twice before, with the last fight being highly controversial. That second fight was stopped in two rounds officially due to a headbutt that swelled up the eye of Joshua Franco. He was unable to continue by the doctor's ringside, and the fight was ruled a no decision. But during the broadcast, Replays showed that the eye was closed due to a punch from Maloney. It sparked a sea of outrage from Maloney, his camp, and even had Oscar-winning actress Helen Mirren voicing her displeasure online. Maloney now seeks to close the trilogy with an emphatic win as he shares his thoughts on what happened in the second fight, why he feels he will win via knockout, and much more. This is Andrew Maloney. Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Marcos Viegas, and this is Fight Hub TV. Please welcome the man of the hour, Mr. Andrew Maloney, who uh, is gearing up for your third fight with uh, Mr. Joshua Franco. How are you doing, my man? It's been a while since I've chatted with you. I, I think exactly seven months. Yeah, yeah, I reckon you're about right. Yeah, I'm going great, mate. How are you? I'm good, man. Thank you. Um, hey, you know, I, I know the the second fight didn't work out the way you wanted to but seven months past that i guess you know do, do you share still the same sentiments and um feelings uh, about what happened uh in the second fight yeah absolutely um yeah you're still mad <laughs> yeah, i sure am uh you know there hasn't been a day in the last it's actually nine months to the day this fight is going to be between the two um and there hasn't been a single day that i haven't thought about that result but I think that's also been a blessing because it's forced me to train extremely hard every day and motivated me having that in the back of my mind. Um, I've trained so hard this last, you know, nine months and, and it's just made me so determined to make sure that I win this fight. And I believe I've made some huge improvements because of that over this time. And um, at the moment, training's going perfect. I'm sparring better than ever right now. Um, I feel like I've gone to a whole new level from that second fight and I'm just looking forward to getting the ring now and getting the job done. Usually, you know, after a, a good amount of time, you know, the, the, those feelings kind of like quell down a little bit and, uh, you know, people get over stuff, but from what you're saying, you haven't, why, why is it still kind of like irking you and irritating you about what happened in the last fight? Well, just thinking about how different things would have been for over the last nine months, if, uh, I got the result that I deserved that night. Uh, I should have walked out the ring world champion that night. And, and you know, things could have been so different. Um, I could have probably stayed more active in that time and, and continued to fight and, and you know, provide a future for my family. But I've been sitting on the sideline for the last nine months as a, not the champion and just getting ready for this fight. So, um it's just, yeah, it's been a hard thing to, to go through. And um, I think 
you know, people who don't understand boxing, you know, if you tell them, oh, yeah, I was ripped off, I should be champion right now, they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Another boxer who says that he's ripped off. But the facts are I should have been champion that night. Um, and the only way to, to get rid of that feeling and to, to put that to rest is to win this third fight and to make sure that I come home with my title this time and then I can put that in the past and, and move forward with my career and, and it's onwards and upwards from there. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm glad you said that because a lot of people would, would you know, think uh, on the surface, like, oh, hey, why is he, you know, why is it still bothering him? But, you know, th- there's a lot of factors. You know, obviously, you know, you, you've worked your whole life to be a world champion uh, and, and that hurts. But I, I think the other thing that a lot of people don't see is uh, you have a family and if you don't fight, you don't make money. And at the end of the day, you're in this obviously for legacy and to win titles and to prove to yourself that you can compete amongst the best and be the best, but you got to get paid. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's all those things that you just mentioned. Um, <clears throat> but yes, uh, at the end of the day, that, that belt is the, the ticket to my family's future. Um, that, you know, that belt brings me bigger fights and bigger paydays in the future. And, and that's what I need to provide for my family. Um, boxing is all I've have. And uh, you know, it's, it's, it's cutthroat, this sport, you know, a, a setback or a loss in this fight puts me back a long, long way and makes it very difficult for me to provide for my family. But a win in this fight and getting that world title back, you know, really, really puts me in a great position. I'm in a great division with lots of big fights that can be made. And, and I've got no doubt that winning this fight will, will put me into some great fights and to some, some you know, to uh, go a long way to securing a future for my family. You mentioned you've made some big improvements coming into this uh, when we first started this. What, what are those improvements? Let me in on, on that. I can't really pinpoint sort of one thing or, or one or two things. I just feel like everything about my game has gone to a new level. I feel like I'm, uh, any sort of weakness, you know, a loss makes you go back to the drawing board. And I feel like any sort of weakness or 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 anything that I was doing wrong, I've now gone back and corrected and, and worked on those things. And I feel like as a complete fighter, I've just gone to a whole new level. And and I believe I'm a better boxer than what Joshua Franco is. Um, I believe I showed that in, in fight number two. And I believe I'm going to show that again in, in fight number three. Now, this fight happening August 14th on ESPN, ESPN Plus, not in Las Vegas, <laughs> in, in Tulsa. Um, yeah, going back to the, to, uh, the fight, uh, the second fight in Las Vegas, I would imagine that was like, not even brought to you like that. That wasn't even an option to have this fight back in Vegas. Right. Oh, I mean, I, I just want this fight no matter where it was. Um, oh, wow. So I'll, you would have, you would have taken it if it would have been in Vegas. I thought that was the only option. Absolutely. Um, yeah. wow. but, but I am very thankful that it's not in Vegas. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I just hope that Oklahoma gives me a fair shake and the rightful winner on the night goes home with that belt. Were you happy ultimately with what Nevada did and the decision that they made? No, absolutely not. They, um, they didn't even give us the opportunity to, to put forward our case and to have our argument heard. Um, they just put it off, put it off, put it off, and basically said that there's nothing they can do. They're not going to change the result. Um, when it was 
it was black and white. The, the footage we have in super slow motion from different camera angles that were shown on the night, it's clear as day that that damage to the eye was caused by a punch. But they didn't want to hear about it. I think they just wanted to protect their decision they made, and which to me makes no sense because they would have been better off saying, oh, we, we made a mistake and we've corrected it than saying the whole world saw on that night that they got the decision wrong. So to stick with it just makes no, no sense to me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that just like makes you scratch your head and, and like think like why is boxing so behind with the times like when compared to other sports? It's, it seems like boxing and then – uh, to a sense, too, like uh, football, a.k.a. Uh, American football. No, excuse me. Uh, soccer, a.k.a. football as well, where like they're they're very slow to change. And, and it's like those things that kind of like I feel it, it gives fans a very sour taste. Like, OK, this is this bullshit again. Like, this is why I don't like boxing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that was what the shame was in that fight is that not just for me, but for the sport of boxing in general is so many people saying, oh, Boxing is so corrupt, I'm never watching this sport again. <clears throat> and as a fan, I, I want people to watch boxing. I want the sport to grow. And they had the opportunity that night to, with the instant replay working, to show, you know, if a mistake is made, they can correct it. And, you know, it would have been a great thing for the sport. But instead, they, you know, did the complete opposite and just made boxing look so bad. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate. Uh, but, you know, it's... It's one of the many things where, like, if you critically look at the sport and think, like, you know, why isn't there more accountability? Why isn't there more transparency in terms of, like, the judges and, like, these bogus uh, scores that sometimes come out? Uh, you know, you're just kind of, like, left wondering, like, well, what the heck's going on here, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, uh, so I think, you know, going on that, I think – so many people are going to be tuning in on August 14 and they just want to see justice served. And I think they're going to be rooting for me to make sure that, you know, cheer me on and make sure that I win this fight and, you know, justice will be served and I'll get a hold of that world title again. And, and the belt will be around the champion, the rightful champion once again. Given that, and given that we've seen, you know, decisions, some wacky ones uh, in the last few months, does it give you extra I guess, yeah, extra urgency or motivation to not let this go to the scorecards to just, you know, take him out. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'd love for, you know, to win this fight by stoppage and have no questions asked. Um, but at the end of the day, I also, if it does go to the scorecards, I just want to make sure that I make this win really convincing and just so there can be no questions asked at the end of the day. So given that two fights between you guys the the second fight didn't go a lot of rounds but you started off very very strong a night and day difference uh than the first fight and i think you mentioned to me a few months ago you know the the reason why was because of your your eardrum uh that got hurt in the first fight how do you win this third fight yeah i mean the the eardrum was one of the factors but um all in all i think it's you know that loss just really lit a fire inside of me and made me so determined to to become a better fighter and to train hard every day and like I mentioned going back and and you know going back to the drawing board and correcting any mistakes I have in my game and any flaws that are there and I feel like in you know the the 18 months or whatever it's been since our first fight um, I'm a completely different fighter now and have gone to a, a whole another level and 
Um, I just believe that I'm a better boxer than what Joshua Franco is. Uh, I believe I was showing that in fight number two, and I believe I'm going to show that again in fight number three. I would imagine you want to start off as active as you did in the second fight, uh, being the the smart aggressor uh, that uh, you were in the second fight coming into this, this third fight, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm in the best shape of my life right now. It's been a long training camp, nine months, and I've trained extremely hard. And at the moment, I'm getting through 12 rounds with ease. And I've got no doubt on a fight night, I can keep the pressure, keep the same intensity that I had in those first two rounds for, for the 12 rounds and, and walk out the ring with that belt around my waist. Do you think that you'll be dominant in this fight and he can't keep up with your activity or on the flip side, given that this is the third fight, this is for all the marbles and he knows this as well as, Hey, this, this, if I lose this, it's going to be a very hard road for another world title. He's coming into this same mentality as you. He's like, no, I got to go in here and throw punches and bring it to him. And it's going to be one of those, you know, knockout drag out type fights. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great fight. I think he's going to be more determined. And I think I'm, I'm, I know I'm even more determined than, than what I was in that second fight. Um, and I believe I want this more than what he does. Um, I think there's more on the line for me. Um, as we mentioned, I've got a family to provide for. And, you know, this belt means everything to me. Uh, I've dedicated my life to this sport for the last 18 years. And, and winning this fight will make everything that I've been through worth it. So, I'm going to make sure I'll leave that ring with that belt around my waist. And I think the fans are going to be in for a great fight. Uh, we've got two determined fighters who are both going to come with everything they have. And I believe the better man will win on the night. And I believe that will be me. You're watching uh, Barrera Morales. Uh, I saw on your Instagram uh, last yeah. night. Do you think it, it's going to be something like that where it's tick for tack? Um, I'm prepared for that. Uh, but I believe I'm going to win this fight pretty convincingly. But um, I'm prepared for, what, for whatever he brings. I'm prepared. And um, we're going to leave it all in the ring. You know, touching back on, on what you said earlier, you said you've been preparing for this like nine months. That, yeah, that's, that's accurate? Right. Like since, the, since you got back to Australia after you got done with the quarantine, you never stopped training? Like you didn't take a break or anything? No, nah, no. Nah, I was training in the hotel room. Um, <laughs> wait, some, wait, wait. What we were you doing in the hotel living. room? Oh, we got some weights delivered and, uh, and things like that. And. We were just, you know, doing some training that we could whilst in a, a pretty small room. But, yeah, still continuing to train. And, um, and then as soon as we got out of there, straight back to the gym and using every day as an as a, as a opportunity to develop as a fighter and to get better and to make sure that I win this third fight. You must have felt like you were going nuts, like being in there in the hotel room and working on the, in the hotel. Probably felt like prison, huh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For what I'd imagine prison would feel like anyway. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was a long two weeks, especially having to think about the decision that I'd just been given over and over in my mind. And so this time it's going to be a lot more enjoyable sitting back in the room with the belt around my waist and that two weeks is going to go a lot quicker. So wait, I wouldn't imagine you would have taken some sort of break. You didn't take a, a break at all. Like, well, why didn't you just chill for a little bit? Like, well, why did you decide, like, no, I'm, I'm going back to training? Because I knew that this fight was going to happen again and that I need to win this fight. And as I said, I, I see every day as an opportunity to improve as a fighter and to get better. And it was straight back to work, back to business and preparing for this third fight. And I've used that time really well. And I believe I've made some huge improvements in that time. And 
and all of that hard work is going to pay off. Yeah, that, that, that's the uh, the right mentality to uh, full-time fighter. There you go. That, that's what you are, man. Full-time fighter, like no, uh, always on the grind, which, which is good because I, I think a lot of times uh, fighters, you know, I think they'll take too much of a leisurely break and then they'll end up gaining like 30, 40 pounds. And, and you know, they spend the whole camp just trying to lose weight. Yeah, that's right. There's too many fighters that they'll only go in the gym when they've got a fight date locked in and, you know, they'll put in a training camp of, you know, 10, 12 weeks. But I don't think that's enough time to get ready for a fight, but it's also not giving you time to improve. You're basically just trying to get fit and lose weight. Whereas I believe the, the big improvements are made outside of that time where you can just work on one punch for a whole week and, and things like that. And yeah, I believe those sorts of fighters, I don't know how they get away with it. Some seem to, but um, like I said, I, I see every day as an opportunity to get better as a fighter. And I'm in the peak of my career at the moment. And I want to look back at my career in, you know, 10, 15 years and, and know that I gave this sport absolutely everything I had. What do you, would you say is the biggest improvement you've made since the second fight? Yeah, I can't pinpoint it to, to one or two things. It's just overall as a fighter, I feel like I've matured, I've gained experience and my ring IQ, everything that I'm doing in the ring has gone to a whole new level. Um, I've really sort of found the style that I want to fight. I feel like uh, in the past I was a little bit confused trying to do too many different things. Whereas I've really got the, the style that I want to fight in my head now and, and sort of boxing, you know, that, that style to a T and the way I'm sparring at the moment, um, I'm boxing better than ever right now. And I'm just looking forward to bringing that to the ring on August 14th. Yeah. I, I, I've seen that uh, from fighters that they're, they're stuck between two styles and, and they're kind of like struggling with like a ring identity where like, you know, they, they feel pressure to fight one way, but they want to fight another way. And, and like, they're, they're kind of stuck where it, it really like hampers overall how they approach a fight and, and sticking with the plan in the fight. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's been a big thing. I think in that first fight, I was a, a little bit confused about how I wanted to fight, um, what style I wanted to bring to the ring that night. And, and it was just an off night for me um, for, for multiple reasons, but um, as I said, that, that fight really sort of took me back to the drawing board and uh, I believe I've just gone to a whole new level now and, and you know, some 18 months later, I believe I'm a, I'm a much better fighter than I lost the, the lost in the ring that night. Um, I believe that right now the improvements I've made, I believe I'm a much better fighter than Joshua Franco and, and I believe I'm going to show that on August 14. Based on what you're saying about how you're looking in sparring, do you think you end up stopping Joshua? Yeah, I really, I really think I do. That's the way I've been envisioning the fight in my head. Um, and I keep seeing my, myself winning by stoppage. Um, so, and I believe I have the power to hurt him and to stop him. Um, whether he likes to admit it or not, that punch, what that I was damaged from a punch. And that was only in, in one and a half rounds. Or, or we went two, but the, the I was damaged in the first round. And so I've got no doubt if we got 12 rounds that I can inflict enough damage to stop the fight. Yeah, if you get a stoppage in this fight, it's going to send a big statement because you're in a division that has a stack. It has a lot of big names, you know, uh, Chocolatito, uh, Gallo Estrada, um, Sor Rongvisai. Uh, those are the other three big names in the division. I got to imagine if you get like a knockout win, that that's like a, a perfect segue into big fights with those three guys. Absolutely. Um, and again, I'm not looking past Joshua Franco, but 
those are the fights that I want to be involved in. Um, they're huge fights. Uh, all those guys are, are legends of the lightweight divisions and, and, you know, it'd be a dream come true to share the ring with one of those guys and, and to beat one of those guys, you know, creates a big legacy for me in Australian boxing. Um, and that's something that's really important to me. And, um, and that's what I'm striving for. I want, I want to go down as one of the best Australian fighters of all time. And I need to be in fights like that to, to make that happen. Did you watch the second fight between Roman and, and Gaio? I'm curious, like, what did you think of it? Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I watched it live. I haven't watched it again since then. Um, I remember thinking on the night that I thought Chocolatito probably just edged the fight. Um, but it was definitely a fight that could have gone either way. It sort of depends what, what style you like most. Um, but, yeah, I remember thinking that Chocolatito was, was going to edge the decision. Um, but a great fight. Uh, and looking forward to seeing their trilogy fight as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it was really close. I, I felt that Roman won because I, I felt like he he did better overall. But I do remember Gallo was having his moments, and I think as the fight progressed, he, he put together a lot of punches where I was thinking like, oh, okay, like he he's gonna probably win this round because it, it looks from the outside like that that's a more damaging uh, punch being landed. Yeah, I think it, I think it was definitely looking back like thinking back to it. Uh, it was a long time ago now, but I, I felt like on the night that either guy could have got the win, and and they probably neither of the guy really guys really deserved to lose that night. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing their trilogy fight, and then if all goes well, I'd love the opportunity to fight the winner of that fight. Yeah, now like you mentioned, um, Australian boxing is really on, on a high right now. You got you, you know, your brother. Um, you have George Cambosis. You have Tim Zhu that that's yeah. coming up as well. Uh, we haven't seen this much talent from uh, your country in a long, long time. Like what do you think is attributing to that right now at this point? Yeah, I think Australian boxing is in a great place at the moment. Um, We've got a lot of great talent coming through and, and um, that's what's important to me, especially in this fight is to, to win this fight and to show the other Aussies that it is possible to compete at this level and, you know, to fight on the big stage in America to headline shows and fight for world titles and, and to win. Um, Cause that really will give the, you know, the up and coming fighters in Australia and the other top level guys, the confidence to do the same and, uh, you know, and really help grow the sport in Australia. So that's something that's very important to me. And I think the, the other thing that you're doing, and I think uh, that George has done as well is that you're willing to leave Australia to come over and, and fight internationally and, and fight over here in, you know, some of these fighters hometowns and, and very dangerous fights. Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, America is the mecca of boxing. This is where everyone wants to be. This is where, you know, us young Aussie guys dream of fighting one day. And I got the opportunity to do that. And, um, you know, winning this fight and headlining a show in America again is a dream come true. Um, and then I do still want to, you know, have big fights in Australia and, and you know, help showcase the skill that we have down there. Um, so, you know, winning this world title back will be a big step towards doing that and to, you know, bring big fights back to Australia. Um, but I do still want to continue to fight in America throughout my career. As I said, this is the macro boxing. This is where all the big fights happen. And, and you know, it's a dream come true for me to be over here fighting and, and headlining shows. What do you think about your countryman, uh, George Cambosis Jr. fighting Teofimo Lopez? Like, how do you see that fight? Yeah, oh, I just hope that fight's going to go ahead at this stage. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it, it, um, it looks like there's a lot of things getting in the way of that fight happening. Yeah. 
Um, so I hope it goes ahead. Um, but uh, it's it's obviously a big mountain to climb. Tiafimo is, is a great fighter. Uh, so there's no doubt it's a, it's a very big ask, but it would be huge for Australian boxing if George can pull it off. So I'll be cheering for him. Obviously, no, you're going to be pulling for, uh, you know, your, your, your brethren, your, the, the man that's uh, from your home country. Hey, my man, uh, it was good chatting with you, bro. Uh, really good seeing you. I know it's been just a long journey for you to, to get over. And it's crazy to think, too, like since the first fight and now this fight, it doesn't seem like it's a long time, but it seems like we've lived through like three lifetimes of like crap. That's just like happened. Like, I don't know if you've like sat, sat down and thought about it, but it's like, Holy crap. Like a lot of stuff has happened since that first fight. Yeah. It's crazy. I think it's like 18 months in between, you know, for these, that first fight and, and this one coming up. So it's been a long time. Uh, it's been a roller coaster journey, um, you know, ups and downs and uh, a lot of time training for, for one guy. So um, I'm looking forward to, putting on a you know convincing win, getting my world title back on August 14, and then not having to think about Joshua Franco again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully nothing nothing crazy happens. Hopefully there's no fourth fight. We get a conclusive winner on this fight. That was uh, Andrew Maloney speaking about his matchup coming up with Joshua Franco August 14th in Tulsa, Oklahoma on ESPN and ESPN+. Andrew, thank you so much. Nah, thanks for your time, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to Fight Up TV. If you enjoyed this interview today, leave us a five-star review. It would help us out a lot. Stay up to date with us online as well. Make sure to follow us on our social media at Fight Up TV. Thank you.